For the past two weeks, we've been blessed to have our one-and-a-half-year-old grandson, Everett, with us. And while he isn't very verbal yet, when he stretches out his arms and looks up at us, we know exactly what he wants. And there's nothing quite like picking up a young toddler who wants to be held and cuddled. In our text from Mark, we encounter a human being with a withered hand who eventually stretches out his hands. And in the midst of our story, we also see a clashing tension between the rigidity of the religious status quo and the freeing power of Jesus. Here again from chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Again, he entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. And they watched him to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man, who had the withered hand, Come here. And he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. These verses follow right on the heels of a similar Sabbath controversy where the disciples were gathering grain from the fields on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees confronted Jesus at that time, asking why they were breaking the law. A Jew was very restricted in what could and could not be done on the Sabbath. Jesus gave an answer which stunned his accusers. The Sabbath was made for people and not the people for the Sabbath. Everyone in our story was only all too aware that healing was not permitted on the Sabbath, except in extreme cases of life and death, and even then they were only to sustain the person to keep them from dying. A bone fracture, for instance, could not be set. Certainly the man with the withered hand could have waited. Jesus knew that God is a God of mercy who delights to heal and restore people. Therefore, the Lord's Day is perfectly appropriate for healing and restoring. The issue here is rigid ritual observance versus responding to human need. In the first verses of chapter 3 of Mark, we see the clash of two religious ideas. To many, religion is seen as ritual. In our day, we might say before COVID-19, that is, going to church every Sunday, saying grace before every meal, doing communion the same way whenever it is observed, and for some Christians, making the sign of the cross. Now, please hear me. I'm not knocking such observances. The point is, they may only be external things which appear to be religious, not necessarily leading to involvement in helping others. To Jesus, religion was responding, responding to the, God, the call of God in his life as he responded to those in need around him. Ritual was not unimportant, but it paled in comparison with love and action. One of my seminary professors, Brown Barr, was helpful when asking, the issue is not whether one is for or against rites and rituals. The question is, which rites and rituals? And the religious question 
about them is, do they or do they not help us to connect with the transcendent reality of our lives? In our text, Jesus is telling us that in every situation and on every day, the supreme lawfulness is service to others in need. He connects his daily living to what he shared as the great commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul, and your neighbor as yourself. And so Jesus raises the rhetorical question, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or harm, to save life or to kill, to save the life of the man with the withered hand or to kill, referring to his enemy's plan to kill him. So picking it up again at the fifth verse, and he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with their Herodians against him, how to destroy him. Hardening of the arteries can be fatal, but far more people die spiritually from hardening of the heart. Response to others in need is the diagnostic sign. A hardened heart tends to refuse and say no to almost everyone and everything. Some people do not want to be healed, to be set free, to be renewed. They are very comfortable with things just the way they are. The philosopher Seneca once said, It is part of the cure to wish to be cured. Isn't it interesting that verse 2 of our text tells us the Pharisees and keepers of the synagogue watched him. They watched him. And yet, they did not see what was really going on. Picture them squinting and scowling as they looked on at him. They were blind, if you will, and they, re- they preferred to remain blind. In their midst was a person with a shriveled hand. His hand was literally dried up, withered, atrophied. It's clear from the Greek, he was not born that way. Something had taken the strength from his hand. In striking contrast to the Pharisees, this man was open to the prompting presence of Christ. The contrast has shifted slightly from ritual versus response, from rigid ritual observance versus responding to God's children in need, to closeness versus openness. In a tornado, one must open the doors and windows rather than shut them, for it's the difference between inner and outer pressure that demolishes houses. Now, I'm not comparing Jesus to a tornado, but those who were closed to his presence and leading were at a loss and may have even felt he threatened to destroy them. To those who were open to him, on the other hand, he was like a shot of fresh air. In the Peanuts cartoon, Lucy says to Linus, Do you think I should have my ears pierced? To which he replies, I have a better idea. Why don't you have your mouth boarded up? 
and she clobbers him right in the old kisseroo, knocking him to the ground. And Lias sits up, swirling, and says, that was worth one hit. Two hits, no, but it was definitely worth one hit. One of the penetrating dimensions accompanying openness is risk. We can picture the man being asked to come forward with his withered hand. I doubt he was particularly proud of his hand, and so he must have been hesitant as he responded to Jesus and exposed it before the people. He took the risk in openness and was healed. His hand was restored to full strength. He mustered all the courage he had, and he, he reached out in faith. Courage is not pretending to be unafraid. It is acting instead of fear. So what about us? Surely there are parts of us that have withered due to lack of use or whatever, and anything that has dried up in our lives that keeps us from reaching out to God and others in love has a paralyzing effect, like a withered hand. The important thing is not that we have perfect health, but that we open ourselves to the miracle of God's presence. The cure for witheredness is suggested in the story. Come here, says Jesus. Stretch out your hand. It is the closer approach to Jesus, the offering of our whole being to him and his purposes that, we, we, that will restore whatever has been atrophied and withered, producing a deeper response to the needs of others. Rigid ritual versus response. Closeness versus openness. Jesus' response to the one with the withered hand even on the Sabbath, led to an openness in the man to receive what Jesus had to offer him. And it is his openness that prompts our openness this day to the miracle of Christ's presence, which enables us to complete the circle by responding to the needs of God's children. You've heard me say before that we, as the church, are the only hands that Christ has in the world today. And it was the Apostle Paul who said, we are the body of Christ. So, let's stretch out our hands for healing, for responding, and for all that God calls us to do and be. Amen.